0: Recording from Studio 262 in the AOB, you're tuned in to What the Howl, an inside look at UWG Athletics straight from the source. Now here are your hosts, Matt Cook and Jared Boggis. Hello, Wolves fans, and welcome
1: in to episode 56 of What the Howl. I am Jared Boggis, joined by my co-host,
0: Matt Cook, your assistant athletic director for Awesome.
1: Matt? Uh, it's hard to believe we're on episode fifty six, but hey, we're rolling, rocking, and rolling. We recorded a special episode. Last time they heard from us, we were at the Drury Inn, um, and you know, basketball wrapped it up this week. This past weekend at the NCAA South Region Tournament, but we still got a lot of stuff going
0: on. You know, there's things that we could be depressed about, and there are things that we could not be depressed about. One thing that we cannot be depressed about is the simple fact that one year ago today. We were, we were trying to now scramble to find things to talk about.
1: That's so true. I don't even want to remember March of 2020. <laughs> March 2021 is already so much better.
0: Absolutely, I agree. Absolutely, and I'm not even I'm, I'm not even sad that I don't have a reason to have a playoff beard anymore. You're just ready to shave. Uh, yeah, that's true, but I, I I you know I had I had the playoff beard working. You had the playoff
1: stubble working. It was yeah, it it was stubble, but it It wasn't a beard. No, it was going to be a beard. It was yeah, but it didn't get there. It it it, but all right, right, we're off the rails. Let's let's get this back on track. (laughs) All right, so episode fifty six is going to be a quick one for you since we just brought episode fifty five to you what three days ago. Uh, We're going to recap the week that was, and then we'll preview this week in West Georgia Athletics. So let's jump into the recap. We'll start with softball because uh, they are one of the hottest teams. Uh, at West Georgia right now, they are now eleven and three after Wednesday's sweep of Georgia College. Matt, they're they're playing good softball right now.
0: Fourteen to two over over two games. That's that's a real impressive uh, uh, day at at University Field there.
1: Yeah, game one a ten zero uh, run rule victory. Kaya Draper, man, she continues to set the tone in that game one. She went five innings. Um, shut out softball, had a no-hitter through four, and struck out a career-high 11 batters. It's hard to get any better than that in just five innings of softball.
0: No doubt, no doubt. And I'm telling you right now, Jared, there are people that are taking notice because three separate people in our location that we've been in all weekend have mentioned West Georgia softball. I know one of
1: them. One of them was our boss.
0: Yes, but no, three people from that other school. Oh, that, the school we visited? The school we visited that Are you and, counting
1: one as the guy who su- talked to us at Chili's at Sunday lunch? Yes. Okay, I remember him.
0: Yes. But but no, it's it, it See, here's the thing. For those of you who don't know, these team down south known as the Blazers.
1: Blazers. <laughs> I wasn't ready for that.
0: <laughs> uh they're pretty good at softball and uh when they start recognizing that you're doing something something pretty special, um, you probably should, yeah. Understand that it's it, it's really good because three different people from Valdosta actually talked to me about West Georgia softball this week. So West so Georgia who, softball. Who are is, the other two? It, Kit Streif, um, the Blazers S I D. I I can't remember the other two people, but I I remember one of them was the guy at Chili's. Yeah, one of the guy was at Chili's. We'll yeah. call him Jimmy. Jimmy. Jimmy from Chili's. Jimmy from Chili's, and I don't remember who the third one was, but I do remember distinctly having three different conversations about West Georgia softball in context of Valdosta State softball okay. because they're they're watching. They're they watching, and right now we're hot.
1: That we're we hot. are. That we are. Um, so back to the game. Sorry we got off the rails again there. Um, yeah, Caius ERA is now under one at 0.85. She's 5-0 in the year. We talked about it last week, how she sets the tone. She's won every single Game one of the weekend um, and now game one of a midweek doubleheader. So she's rolling offensively. Kristen Nix was four for four with three RBI. She was actually three for four at first because I ruled something an error. And uh, after I watched it again, talked to Al, I was like, yeah, it was a hit. They pulled the infield and she hit her. The word we said last week, I'm not going to say it again. She hit one of those and it kind of hopped over the glove. It looked like an error at first, but after I watched it again, talked to Al, it was a hit. So she was four for four with three RBI, like I said, and Lexi closed three for four with four RBI. So, they're getting it done
0: because we should be happy when they hit the ball like that we're going to start calling it a bliss missile
1: a bliss missile i like it man <laughs> those are some oh you, the blazers and the bliss missile you're just <laughs> You're in rare form. This is what happens when you record at 10:30 at night. Yeah, just uh, <laughs> let's just go ahead and let's uh, let's just lay it out there. <laughs> We're recording this before we hit the road on Monday morning to head back to Carrollton. So um, it's been a long weekend, a fun weekend, but we may say some things that are just completely <laughs> off the wall. Please don't hold us responsible. But yeah, top four in the order in that game, drove in eight of our 10 runs. That's uh, so, amazing. So good to see that.
0: Absolutely. I, it, it is such a good thing to see West Georgia softball doing so well. Game two, four to two, Morgan Gorey was absolutely dealing.
1: Yeah, she was. Uh, she was. You're right. She was pitching really well. Ran into some trouble in the sixth, um, but she finished uh, with six strikeouts in five and two thirds. Didn't get the win. Uh, left the Left the game in the sixth inning, but... Lexi Close came in and pitched 1.1 innings of no-hit relief, got a save in that one. She pitched relief in both of those games. So if you get Draper and Gory going and then Close out of the bullpen, that's going to be a pitching staff that is tough to beat.
0: Well, it, the interesting thing about that is, is it, it's kind of like our basketball team because everybody, different people are stepping up at, at different times. Yeah. It's not just one thing that you can point to and say, Yes, that dude is amazing. That la- that young lady is amazing. They're doing great things because of that person. I mean, in this in this situation, you got Kristen Nix, Lexi Close, Morgan Gorey, Kaya Draper. You're going to talk about Allie Taylor here in just a second, and it, that's like half the lineup.
1: Yeah, you mentioned Allie Taylor. She hit a home run in that game too, two-run bomb on the day before her 22nd birthday, so a, a late happy birthday shout out to Allie Taylor. Would that be pinnacle? Uh <laughs> Sure. We'll two-run home run right before she turns 22? Yeah, she, it may have been. No, it was the first inning. Not, it, it could have been the second.
0: I can't remember. If it was the second, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, you're right. But anyway, for the doubleheader, let's back go back to our pitching staff. For for the doubleheader on Wednesday, we struck out 18 batters in 13 innings and allowed four hits. <laughs>
0: that's crazy. That's pretty good. <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, uh, and this is against a really good team, too. Georgia College is no, no slouch at all. You're right. Georgia College is a is a great program, and we held them to a point zero nine three batting average. That's great, Minutia. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: All right. So, yeah, softball is playing well. We'll be looking for more from them this week. They were off this weekend. Their conference bye week turned out great for us because that was one less thing we had to worry about back on the road or at home while we were covering men's basketball in their playoff run. While we're on the topic of men's basketball, let's talk about that playoff run. The season came to an end In the NCAA tournament on Sunday night in the round of 32. But not before we got some revenge. Some sweet revenge
0: over that school down south, the Blazers. See, the the round of 32, that's the key. That's the key. Because that's not the first round. No, it's the second round. It was the second round. Yeah, we made it to the second round of the NCAA tournament. Fantastic run for for Dave Moore. Uh, We cannot be more proud of what he has accomplished in his three years so far um you know year two was a little bit of a struggle yep. year one he made the conference tournament then struggled year two year three now in the ncaa tournament playing in the semifinals for, with a chance to go to the finals and potentially the elite eight you know we started talking about the elite eight and how the elite eight's in evansville this year last time we were in the in the elite eight that's where it was and and all the kind of cool things that would go along with that those are conversations we haven't had in a in a good in a good amount of time
1: yeah you're right because uh yeah, I don't know what else to say except you're right. <laughs> That's yeah, fantastic. yeah, um, but yeah, big game against Valdosta on Saturday night in the first round. Um, you know, one of my favorite things about this job is is the the years go by. I'm I've been now doing this what this is my seventh or eighth year. I think I can't keep keep count. Um, but you you go through these seasons and you remember certain games, mm-hmm. and ten years down the road, I'm gonna look back in at 2020 21 this season. I'm gonna be like. I remember the night we went to Valdosta for the second time in eight days and knocked them off on their home floor, and we made a lot of people mad. Absolutely. They had to work the regional when they weren't in it, <laughs> and that makes me smile. Matt. It, it really it makes does. me a happy man.
0: Now we like some of the people that were making work, but yes, I agree. I I agree wholeheartedly. Um, and I, you know, the the image that'll stick in my mind forever is uh, is that of Orante Anderson and Kadeem Jones right right after Orante was kind of. He was pumping up the crowd, but I think he was telling them to keep yelling at him because yeah. he really, really came through in yep. that game. I I agree. And Kadeem Jones was just uh, screaming "Let's go," which, you know, I have a that's one of my pet peeves, which I know you don't. Hate that word. Golly, <laughs> Jared does not like the word pet peeve. No it it grinds my gears. <laughs> it grinds his gears. Uh, but I, I let's go is a is a cheer that I. I i despise um just because it's good to know <laughs> it is it's just one of my he doesn't like pet peeves my pet peeve is let's go so it, it works all the way around
1: well let's go and keep moving on through this episode of what the how
0: 18 points and 10 rebounds from michael Zavattack, is 15 from jalen sasser orante anderson with 13 Kadim with 10 but the biggest the the biggest two shots three shots really. yeah
1: three shots really
0: Thrill- I'll get. I'll let you start with it.
1: Yeah. So we led, uh, pretty much the majority of the first half. Um. Oh, we never trailed. No, we never. Trailed. We never trailed. Thank well, you, Carlos well, Jones. Yeah, we never trailed. Um. But we had a. We led by as much as fifteen, I believe. Right. At one point. Yep. Um. Dallas State came roaring back. We kind of expected it. It, yeah. it happened Friday. Um. But we were able to close this time. Spoilers. We won. Um. But. <laughs> but they hit a three to tie it, and then with twenty three seconds left, Aronte Anderson comes down. And hits a shot that you would expect from a senior. Just buries a three with twenty three seconds to put us up three, and I was
0: pumped straight from the wing. Yeah, Yeah. it was it was. I I yelled into my camera. You yelled into your camera. There was all kind of cameras being yelled into. I don't know if microphones work anymore. (laughs) (laughs) These do at least exactly. But uh, and then they went down, hit a free throw, so we got a two point lead. Yep, they fouled Jalen Sasser at mid at mid court. And he goes to the line to shoot two free throws. Now this is this was hugely poetic, hugely because in the last game in the GSC semifinal, he fouled out with yeah. a minute left in the game. Yep. And I know it, it had to have been killing him, mm-hmm. but then he gets a step to the line and just cooler than the other yeah. side of the pillow, very
1: confidently,
0: absolutely, yeah. knock the, knock both of them down. Four. That's a four point lead with eight seconds left. Ball game is. And at right.
1: that point, as long as you don't foul, it's going to be hard to lose. Absolutely. So, so yeah, big win, big win. It was huge. But then on Sunday night, took on top seeded Flagler, uh, lost 69-53. Just real quick, Kadeem had 16 in the loss. Arante had 11. We shot 0 for 11 from the three in the second half, which was key. Um, But I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you can debate where the seeds were. I know I heard a lot of people say Valdosta State shouldn't have been the four. I think they got the top
0: seed right. Yeah, they they did. Uh, Flagler was a beast of a team. Uh, you know, we were looking at them before the game, and we we were kind of like, wow, you know, we might match up well against them. This team was built uh, for yeah. tenacious defense and had two stars uh, offensively that we just had re- very little answer for.
1: Yeah, their big guy, Metzger, I believe was his yeah. name, went for 23. Um, and then the guy who was the Peach Belt Player of the Year had like averaged, what, 24 a game. We held him to 18, but we yeah. gave up 23 to Metzger um, on ten and twelve shootings. So, yeah, yeah, they they were they were tough. They presented some matchup problems for us in the paint. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're, yeah, they they're the top seed.
0: Metzger's – a just for anybody who doesn't know, and you weren't watching the game. He's six foot eight and probably two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, he's built like Gronk. Yeah, he, I mean, somebody who can play with his back to the basket the way he could and just back people down. I mean, you're going to shoot ten or twelve, and that makes it a, a really, really tough night. But our guys—they—they they fought. They continued to fight the whole game. Uh, you know, you got to give them credit for for sticking to it and, and really continuing to work hard. Um, but uh, yeah, Flagler was the top seed easily.
1: Yeah. So, congr- big congratulations to men's basketball on a great year, Dave Moore, um, Andy Young, Mark Schultz, that whole staff, Bill Green, the trainer. Big step forward, like Dave Moore said in his post game Sunday night. Just a huge step forward for the program. So congratulations on on a really good year. Absolutely. All right, let's keep moving. Tennis. They hosted Montevallo on Tuesday of last week, lost six to one, but Camille Portelier with another win in singles, her third in Gulf South Conference play. Now she's five and one overall.
0: Five and one, and really, really playing well. And she she's won three in a row against people who are ranked individuals who are ranked higher than her. And uh, and you know you just can't say enough. And she's she's just winning. This time it wasn't even really close. She won seven five and then six two. You know there, there it wasn't a three set match or anything like that. It was just straight through, straight sets. Let's win this.
1: Yeah, and even when you look at the doubles numbers, they're they're, they're getting more competitive. You you watch and I think we were leading a couple. I think th- second and third we were leading at one point in that match. Um, so we're we're going in the right direction in tennis, and it's good to see. and It's it's starting with Camille.
0: Most definitely. Most definitely.
1: All right. Women's golf. They traveled to Columbus last week. They were at the Lady Cougar Invitational on Monday, Tuesday. Finished fourth as a team, but Ainsley Coward, man, she continues to play some really good golf. Picked up right where she left off in the fall with rounds of 77 and 75 to finish second individually. She's now finished in the top 10 in every single tournament she's played in as a wolf.
0: That's that's Fran Brim type numbers. Yep. That, that, that's really, really strong. And uh, good to see. But you you also had, you know, three three young ladies in the uh, top 15 there.
1: Yeah, Ari Samuel finished 13th rounds of 79 and 80. And then Catherine Densmore, 84 in the first round, came back with a 77 in the final round and finished 15th. And then Michelle Bagzik right outside of the top 20 at 21st. And then Matty Schultz rounded it out in 26th.
0: Absolutely. And then the men uh, finished tenth at the Lander Bearcat Invitational in Greenwood, South Carolina. Glad to have Lucas Moda back. He he finished seventeenth rounds of seventy four, sixty nine, and seventy three. That's two rounds of sixty nine in this tournament. Uh, that and you got to love rounds that are below par like that.
1: Yeah, Blake Collin with the other sixty nine in round one. Yeah, he finished tied for sixty thirst is what the uh, script says because I did not change the uh, st after that. So <laughs> funny, <laughs> funny there. Uh, yeah, sixty. Thirty sixth, dang, I'm just throwing all off right now. Blake Collins tied for thirty six with Dylan Mullaney, uh had two twenty one plus or five over totals for the tournament. Uh so like like we said, they had really bad starts in the uh in their first of the spring. Right. Well we said Blake was pretty uncharacteristic there in the right direction here. Still struggled in that second round with a 78, but closer to what we saw from him in the fall.
0: Consistency is what I can see out of these scores. You had Dylan Mulaney with a 73 and a 72, but then he went 76. Lucas Moto 74, 69, 73. That's getting closer to, to being consistent and and, uh, and it was and it was even for the tournament. Um, but then you had Blake Collin who had a 69, but then 78, 74. Adam Park 70, but then 79 and 75. So you're having some good scores in those top four. But we just need to get that consistency. Absolutely.
1: Let's talk about baseball. They played a midweek game down in Columbus against ninth-ranked Columbus State on Wednesday. Uh, we led five to one at the stretch and just couldn't finish it out. Peyton Barry started. He pitched five pretty good innings. Uh, allowed what one run in five innings, six strikeouts. That's a that,
0: that's a good that's a good day.
1: Yeah, and uh, we allowed them back in the game. Like I said, we led five to one at the at the seventh inning stretch, um, and they came back. And then in the tenth inning, we had a runner on third and not an out on the board, and we just could not push that run across, and then uh, Columbus State scored to win it in the 10th.
0: Yeah, offensively, Dan burst J- Jason Foyntineau, uh Lane Griffith, and John Michael McCray each had two hit games, 7-6 uh, to six loss. It's an in-state rivalry. Columbus State is always very good, um, and, uh, you know, we're continuing to press forward, and, and uh, we're just looking to get over that hump.
1: Yep. Absolutely. It's funny that you said over the hump because it was on hump day Wednesday of last hump week. Hump
0: day. Hump day. Yep. We got a big Wednesday coming
1: up this week, but we'll get to that in a second. Big hump day. Yep. All right. Volleyball. They played two games up in Rome. On Friday, they lost to Lee 3-1, to one, hit 170 as a team, but got double-digit kills from Tierra White with 11 and Brett Luther with 10.
0: Yeah, and Tiara Tierra White had six blocks. That's a, that's a huge day, and uh, she actually, as we, uh, I'll skip forward a little bit. She had two solo blocks on each day, ten total blocks for the weekend. That's a that's a heck of a weekend for the sophomore All American because we came back with a win over Shorter Saturday, three to one. Hit two hundred two in that one as a team. Emily Harris, fifteen kills. Now Emily. That's a, that's an interesting stat line because she had 15 kills and nine kills. 15 kills on Saturday against Shorter, nine kills on Friday against Lee. Yeah, she had 20 digs on on Friday against Lee as well. It's it, it's very interesting to see that many kills versus that many digs. That's a lot of digs. Um, yeah. So uh, she's just kind of an all around player doing doing it all. Swiss Army knife. Swiss Army that's my knife. My favorite
1: metaphor for people who like
0: that who can kind of go around and play every position. Hannah Flack playing her old team uh, had 12 kills and uh brett luther uh and middle uh had 10
1: yeah and head coach anna matthews going back to her alma mater to coach there for the first time and uh, she's got two wins over shorter in her career now so two
0: two career wins both of them against shorter glad to see that
1: yeah absolutely all right soccer we'll round out the recap with them they went down to montgomery and played auburn montgomery on friday won it two to nothing and clinched the fourth seed in group b in the spring championship series Goals from Hillary Resendiz and Cassidy Thomas. And I love to see Cassidy Thomas score in a goal because she's led the team in assists with four. So uh, she's been distributing the ball well, so good to see her find the back of the net with a
0: goal. She's got a good heart and she likes to give to people, but it's so great to see her get a score. That's that's outstanding. But that sets us up, right? Yeah, that'll set up a home game in the first round of the
1: Gulf South Conference Spring Championship Series Tournament, which will be this week, and we'll just use that to springboard right into this week's preview we will host Alabama Huntsville on St. Patrick's Day, Wednesday, March the 17th, in the opening round of the Gulf South Conference Tournament. Um, we will play at 5 p.m. in Carrollton. And uh, an exact location, kind of up in the air, there is rain in the forecast. Uh, we hope to play it at University Field, but if the field's unplayable, we will probably move it to Central High School and play on the turf.
0: The one good thing about it is we have not had a lot of rain here recently, so I think that field can probably take a good bit of water before it'll uh, be unplayable. But there is supposed to be rain early in the week this week, uh, so Coach Balaam making sure that uh, we have everything, all our ducks in a row. Uh, we, that's a little bit of a water joke as well. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> but uh, she's, she has uh, made sure that, that Central High School is available for Wednesday afternoon at 5 o'clock.
1: Yeah, it's the first time we've ever hosted a Gulf South Conference tournament
0: game. That is. It's a big deal. It's a big yeah. deal.
1: Yeah, a little bit different because of the way the, the conference uh, split into the two groups. Um, but still, big deal for us to be hosting Gulf South Conference postseason in Carrollton, Georgia. For
0: sure. Uh, that has never happened. Uh, we've been playing since 2004. And uh, we've always wanted to host a, a, a conference tournament game. Uh, but now we get that opportunity here in the Spring Championship Series. Absolutely. On the weekend,
1: baseball and softball will be at home hosting West Alabama. Let's start with the baseball schedule. They will start their series at 5 p.m. on Friday with a single game. Wrap it up with a Saturday doubleheader with first pitch set for 1
0: p.m. That's right. And then softball, single game Friday at 6 o'clock against the Tigers, doubleheader at 1 p.m. on Saturday.
1: Yeah, like you said, Tigers coming into town, which means whoever's on music this week,
0: be sure to not play. (laughs) Eye of the Tiger. No Eye of the Tiger. No Rocky music this weekend. Absolutely. Volleyball hosts Valdosta State on Saturday at 3 p.m. at the Coliseum.
1: Yeah, track and field back in action this week. They'll be up in Cleveland, Tennessee at uh, Lee's home track meet. Let's look ahead, though, to the next week because it'll start on Monday, Tuesday, before next episode will drop. Uh, March 22nd, 23rd, that Monday, Tuesday, women's golf hosting the Louise Suggs Invitational at Sunset Hills. That'll be Monday, Tuesday, like I said, all day Monday. We'll be there all day if you want to come out and support women's golf. Um, if you if you mention what the how, I may even take you out on the golf cart so you don't have to walk.
0: Absolutely, but make sure you bring your Zyrtec because... It's going to be yellow. Th- it's going to be yellow. It, it, for those of you who don't know, we're in Valdosta right now. We've already said that once. It was 83 degrees today, and our car is black and yellow.
1: Yeah, it, it's supposed The pollen to be- is here. Yeah, so it'll be fun just be prepared absolutely so big week ahead and looking ahead into next week
0: for your west georgia wolves now the biggest gift that anyone can give is of your resources and your time you have spent your time today listening to jared and i talk about our wolves so you have definitely given of your time and we're greatly appreciative of our listeners and fans of West Georgia Athletics. Hopefully you're a benefactor of the program, and we are grateful for every penny that is given to our Wolves. If you aren't and would like to be a part of the amazing things that happen here in Carrollton, there are plenty of opportunities for you to give to athletics through the University Development Office.
1: Follow us online at uwgsports.com. We're on social media: Facebook West Georgia Wolves, Twitter at UWG Athletics, and on Instagram at
0: UWG Sports. Remember to download the UWG Game Day Experience app. You can download it to your phone from any app store, and that'll help you stay up to date with uh, with scores, schedules. And you might be able to play some trivia with us as well. Everyone loves trivia. Trivia. I've
1: never met anyone that says, you know what? I hate trivia. Yeah, I don't like trivia. Maybe no. we should start bringing trivia into what the how. Absolutely. That'd be fun. Yeah, we'll look into it.
0: But hey, I've heard people say they, do, they, they cheated and looked at the website. That is not cheating. I've just always so said know.
1: if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying.
0: <laughs> but it I, I consider that as research and uh and we want experts. We we want people yeah. who know about West George Athletics. Let's
1: just set the record straight that our app trivia is an open book test.
0: It is an open book test, and um so far I have uh I, I haven't missed a question yet. He writes the questions, folks. <laughs> he literally writes them <laughs>
1: and tells the software which one is the correct answer. Somebody <laughs> come get this man. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to recap another week
0: of West Georgia Athletics. I'm Jared Vargas I just work here. I'm Matt Cook, your assistant athletic director for Awesome. And next week you'll hear Jared say...
1: You've been listening to the greatest West Georgia Wolves podcast ever produced.
0: What the hell?